Thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is uh, brought to you by, oh God, oh, here we go, uh, NetSuite. Yes, NetSuite, of course. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end of your financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. On today's episode, Peach Champs. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another dazzling, razzling edition of Lockdown Spartans. That's right, guys. Your Peach Bowl winning team every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, five days a week. And my goodness gracious, golly gee willikers, uh, we're going to do a recap show on a football team that just won 11 games in a regulation collegiate football season. Uh, I'm joined once again uh, with my brother. Uh, do you want to share your name again, or, or no? Are you off the grid? Let's... Hello, my name is John. And before we get to just bantering, bantering about this game after having uh, four thousand beers, uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This is Locked On Spartans, as we said, right, John? You subscribe to this podcast, don't you? I do off of my uh, iPod. Nice, good. iPod Nano. And Nano, good. Awesome. One gig, or how many gigs we got on there? No gigs. No gigs. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Uh, also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything you want to get off your chest, if you have New Year's resolutions that you just want to send to me for whatever reason, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. My New Year's resolution, by the way, is to be more like Jaden Reed. Always open. Always open. Always open. Always open. He's always open. What is your actually here? I'll, I'll let you take it first. Uh, this is very unorthodox to me, but uh, go ahead and you just tell me your view and experience from tonight because you're actually like more of a normal fan as opposed to me because I watch in an unhealthy way. So go ahead. What do you mean you want to be more open? Like, how does that apply to your life? Yes. Okay. Yeah, just in life, like open to ideas, open to new lifestyles, just open on any. 30-yard pass Peyton Thorne should want to throw to me. Uh, whatever you – however you interpret that question, yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, the first three quarters, not great. Um, first three and a half quarters, not great. Yeah. If we're going to keep it a stack. Hey, you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. we got to be fair. The defense was fine. The defense was great, actually. But, again, eh. Okay, it's probably not that hard to be great against a third-string quarterback, but hey, you know what? Credit where credit's due. We saw this defense get sliced up constantly throughout the year. And shout-out to, um, of course, as we all expected going into this game, uh, fourth-string running back Brandon Wright getting early pressure on in the game. But yeah, the, the pass rush is... Listen, it started okay to start the season, and then it kind of went away for... Uh, October, November, but holy smokes! Like it, I I get it was a third string quarterback, and you should win that game no matter what. But man, like that pass rush, oh my, 
Oh my, that helps. Uh, you were saying something. I totally interrupted you, and I have no idea where you left off. So go ahead. Uh, the third string quarterback did not play bad. I thought he actually played pretty good. For he was fine. And he was fine. The offensive line. I hope none of them are listening for Pittsburgh. Played very poorly today. It was crazy how bad they were. The D line for State obviously played well, but it was crazy um, how bad they were. I uh, I do have to say. After Pitt, not their first drive, but their second drive, they drove right down the field with their regular backup. They He looked pretty sharp. Uh, so when he went out with a slant... I got scared. Um, I got scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah he looked sharp. Yeah, um, yeah. But this kind of reminds me of the Cotton Bowl against Baylor. Just they found a way to do it, found a way to come back, and that's what Spartans do. That is poetic as hell. Look at that. Just transcending Trademark. coaching tenures. Not only is it the, the, the D'Antonio era that just gets it done, but listen, hey, I, I I had a full half hour of material to just rip upon if MSU lost this game, which it looked like they were going to do for the first 51 minutes and 19 seconds of the game, right? Like, well, it, it, was, also, it was not good. It also looked like they were about to lose until Cal Hale. They got that interception at the very end as well. Uh, we were not feeling good. Uh, vibes in this house were quite down. Uh, I've made peace with my God. I, I didn't even think that they were going to kick the field goal to go to overtime. I just yeah. assumed, like, okay, we just... Cool. Gave up a, what, 80-yard drive to a third-string quarterback. Uh, I'm having a great time right now, but... the. To show, to show the blitz of six, and then just oop, drop Cal Halliday back into coverage. And oh, hello, my name's Cal Halliday. I score touchdowns. Uh, that is that is how you end a peachy bowl right there. So, and you know what? Here's another thing I noticed too from the game is I can't really like name any cornerbacks or safeties that like had moments in this game and that's a good that's a good thing is what I'm saying because normally this season it's like okay Ronald Williams he got tuned up okay Kimbra he got absolutely fried uh like secondary like played okay like they were great like I never had any exclamations like oh like so-and-so just got absolutely burnt or like oh here here, here." they like for all the crap that the secondary has gotten this year and rightfully so Listen, I'm not saying today writes all the wrongs of you know, the last 12 games, but that was a solid game. And again, listen, I'm not stupid, contrary to popular belief. Uh, I know it's a 13 quarterback, but still, like it, it, a lot of good pass rush. And some of those were coverage sacks, though. And you still are going against a guy who won the Bolitnikoff in Jordan Addison. I don't. I didn't really hear his name a lot tonight. I'm, not, I'm really not trying to be like cocky or anything like that. I thought he'd do a lot more damage than tonight. He did some damage, but like nothing crazy. I mean, it was. I think Pittsburgh should have gave him the ball way more because if when he had it, I was petrified. But it was only like two or three times, right? Like that's a thing. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't a lot of times. times. And one of, well, one of those times was okay. Okay, like uh, what? It was like the slant route where he had seemingly out of nowhere thirteen blockers downfield. Uh, but he also had a double reverse that was given to him. And he was clearly the fastest person on the field. Yeah, I broke the seal very early in the night, and I was in the bathroom for that play. So, yeah. full disclosure right there on that one. So, Are we allowed to comment on the production of the game? I just have one quick thought. After uh, hearing from our fine friends at NetSuite, that's right, baby. Uh, NetSuite, guys. Uh, John, you own a business, don't you? I do. 
What is the business? Not, not your business. Okay, awesome. Well, guys, this is it. The putt to win the tournament, if you sink at the championship, is yours. But on your backswing, <gasps> your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture. John, you? You need to head to NetSuite by Oracle. Uh, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Uh, with NetSuite, you could automate your processes and close your book in no time uh, while staying well ahead of the competition. Do you have any idea what any of that means? Because I'm going to keep it a did, stack. I don't. I have no did idea they tell means. you to do the gasp in the ad read? Mm, that, that's negative. No, no. I, I try to sell my products here, though. And that's... Uh, 93% of businesses, uh, surveyed businesses, that is, increase your visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. John, over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program to those ready to upgrade to, uh, yeah, netsuite.com slash lockdown NCAA. Let me give you more professional reading right there head to netsuite.com slash locked on ncaa for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses netsuite.com slash locked on ncaa and of course I, right before we get to celebrating more of this peach bowl win hey thanks a lot for making locked on spartans your first listen every single day here in the locked on podcast network John, I rudely, horribly interrupted you before uh, this segment started. What were you, you had a comment on the production? Is that is that what I have clear? Yeah, not really. A we're getting down, we're getting down to brass tacks right now. That's right. Just something I noticed. I think during most sporting events, it, there's like a eighty percent to twenty percent. Eighty percent of the time, when they show the crowd they're celebrating sure at 20 percent. oh yeah they're miserable these are people going through T- it today was flipped it was about 95 percent <laughs> miserable i actually i may need to adjust that a little bit i think it was a hundred percent miserable it was either a was pittsburgh good. fan that badly needed a cigarette or it was a <laughs> michigan state fan mm-hmm. that just was like regretting yeah. every life decisions I'm, they've ever I'm made. I'm going to walk out on I-75 and just lay down, and whatever happens, happens. Which if I understand a, for the first three and a half quarters. I mean, I, I get it. If you're a cameraman and you're just hunting sad people for three and a half hours, that's going to make them sad, too. That kind of matched the mood, though, the whole game, right? I mean, let, let, let's oh, stop beating around the bush. And, like, that, that was the mood for, like, three, three and a half quarters for us and like listen you guys know me i'm a very emotional state fan you know they always say don't let your highs get too high or lows get too low i take that advice and i reverse it completely i'm either at a nine out of ten or a two out of ten um and i think a lot of you guys are too listen like no one's listening to this podcast is a fairweather state fan you know this is like a normal uh adult or a normal fan like everyone's sickly invested in this team and probably thought the same way that, well, I, I did. Maybe you did too, but like it was... They also kept showing the same faces, it seemed. Like, yeah. like there was only 40 people. It was like a CYO fourth grade basketball game. There was more people there, right? Uh, well, 
tickets were available at the box office uh, before the game, but hey, who cares? Because, well, luckily, uh, State won, and hopefully the State fans go into the game. I guess because, yeah, just like you were saying, like, poor Pitt fans. Like, what a brutal game to go down and watch. But, hey, I, oh, this isn't locked on Pitt. This is locked on Spartans, I suppose. Um, How much weight do you think Mel Tecker lost from that game? A smooth seven pounds. A smooth seven pounds. He was sweating like Doc Rivers uh, at the end of that game. He, yeah. His dome, beautiful bald head. Um was shiny at the end of that game. That was uh, they also opened up the the dome, humid. You know the the Atlanta humidity. Uh, it was brutal, but I just I, I listen. And what we'll, we'll talk about, you know, I, I know no one wants to go down this road, but we we saw some things that you could look forward to to next year. And I don't necessarily think that's a great thing, but that'll be next segment. Uh, this segment is the continuation of the celebration of the Peach Bowl. Like, that's an amazing comeback. But also, and allow me to rant here, is beautiful summation of what this whole entire season was, wasn't it? Like, Michigan State just finds a way to do it. You go back to the Miami game. All right, it's 95 degrees, probably 105 degrees in the field. Tie game. You're playing against a team that, well, this is their home stadium. They should be used to this kind of weather. Mm-mm. No, can drag them to deep water. Playing against Nebraska. Okay, we have one yard of offense in the second half. What's going to happen here? Oh, Jay Reed, thank you very much for your services. We're just going to house this punt really quick, and uh, we'll, we'll get it done in overtime. You can think about time and time again throughout the season, like West Kentucky if you want to do it. Like, oh, that got scary in the second half after taking a, a zillion point lead in the halftime. Or... Famously, and you guys know where we're going to go here, is the Michigan game, of course. Down 16, 21 minutes left to go. Absolutely, positively zero, zero business of winning that game. But they found a way. Penn State, you're missing, what, 15 guys, 20 guys, whether it be flu, injury, or whatever it be. There should be no way, no way you're winning that game. Oh, oh. Oh, except you are. Oh, except you are. Because that is just what Michigan State has done all season. It was not looking good. Listen, the, the boys did not look good today. They looked pretty rough. Peyton Thorne, oh my goodness gracious. You guys, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know how big of a Peyton Thorne fan I am. I, I will still stand by him even after today's game, but find a way to get it done. The whole team found a way to get it done. And, well, the only difference is that kind of the defense that, that won it for the, the Spartans this time around. I mean, that, I don't think I was dramatic enough there. I, I feel like I could, really could have dialed it up a little more, make it more like Hallmarky. Do you want to hear a joke? Yeah, sure, I guess. It, yeah. A college professor is working in his library. And he, he goes, he needs to do some research, you know, on psychology. He goes up to his library to the very top shelf reaches for a book and his shelf collapses, books fall on him. Okay. He has a concussion. He's gotta, you know, call the call the wife, have him take sure. him to the hospital. Yeah, put him down like a horse. Yeah. And you know, he's just thinking about I don't know how actually. how could this have been avoided? Well he only had his shelf to blame. I, I don't know what to say. I have, no, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. 
Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means Built Bar is uh, hitting you hard with New Year's resolutions. What? That, that was from outer space. Uh, if you... If your New Year's resolution is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Guys, Built Bar, as you know, is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Uh, and Built Bar makes it easier uh, to stick to your resolutions because, guys, Built Bar just tastes better than a candy bar. It's incredible. You'll want to split it with your favorite people of all time or just eat it entirely yourself. I mean, it's, it's a protein bar that's not waxy or tastes like a bunch of sawdust or odd chemicals. No, this is the good stuff because it's covered in 100% real chocolate. And guys, and gals, Bill Bar. Most of them, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein, and uh, listen, hey, it's going to taste better than candy bar. Uh, here's a new idea for the new year as well. Uh, go find that secret treat stash of yours. Throw a few Bill Bars in there. So whenever you're craving whatever whack chocolate or ridiculous peanut butter cup that you're craving, sneak a Bill Bar in there. And also sneak in this promo code to your purchase of Bill Bar. Uh, go to built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15. LOCKED15. That's all one word. And that's going to give you 15% off at built.com. Go to built.com. Smash in promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order at Built.com. So, the bulk of the game was scary, right? And uh, I will... This is horrible, terrible podcasting, but if you are riding high vibes right now and you don't want to hear any bad things about your Michigan State Spartans. Again, I totally understand. We're right in high baby, 11 win season. That's a remarkable season. The segment might not be for you uh, because, the, listen, point blank, that was kind of a scary look into what could be seen next year. Because uh, for, for the first 50 minutes, 55 minutes, however many minutes that you want to say, um, and we will end this podcast on a, on a positive note. I just want to sneak this in really quick because I, you guys know me. I don't BS you. I don't sugarcoat things. Like, uh, 60 minutes of football happened. Most of it was, oh, not so good. Um, offensively. Offensively, correct. Yeah, absolutely. Defensively was fine. Defensively was fine. 14 points. Another 14 points. But yeah. um, the thesis of the game for the first 15 minutes was, all the stereotypes about Michigan State are kind of true, and the biggest one being that, well, uh-oh, you guys are nothing without Kenneth Walker because, oh my. And I, I know the offensive line was a little dinged up, but, whew. Um, and, of course, Pitt has a pretty solid run defense as well. Uh, it's just like we talked about yesterday. 2.7 yards per carry. That's really good. That's really good. But for Michigan State to be held to 1.6 yards per carry, uh, oh, um, yikes, uh, that doesn't have me feeling jazzed about next season. But like I said, hey, I, I want to have hints of positivity to end this podcast. And also, and here's another thing too, it's like, 
we touched on it a little bit earlier, but you guys know me. I, I love Peyton Thorne. I think he's going to be good. That was probably his, what did you say, his worst game of the year, if not his career? Well, I, that's synonymous because his whole career has been this year, but like, it that was troubling. But I think the sample size is big enough for Peyton Thorne to suggest that he's better than he was tonight, right? Like, I don't think. That's out of bounds. And that's how I'm going to turn the corner into making this positive again. I just had to bring up the rushing game really quick because, well, it's half your offense. Like, I'm not going to completely neglect any talk about the rushing offense. But as we talk about the passing offense, Peyton Thornton, for the most part, was not good. And the other big thing, too, we talk about K9 not being here next year. Okay, is Jaden Reed going to be here next year? Do you just swing the ball to whatever? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe. Probably not, but Maybe. Maybe I would give it like a thirty-eight point seven percent chance that he's back next year. So, you know, more than a third. I have no inside info or anything. I, but maybe. when it comes when it comes to Thorn tonight, I think that his decision making was fine. It really was. I don't mm-hmm. remember him making a, a really bad mistake. The right. interception when he threw the car. Yeah. Underthrown. I mean, that was that. That was bad. But it was the right decision. As ESPN's line. autoplay video plays right now. Jesus. Anyway, like it was the right read, but it was just wind or thrown, which is rare for him. And he missed throws that he was making all year, and you can attribute it to a lot of things. It's like, crazy. I don't know, they haven't played a real game in a month, so yeah. I'm not too worried. He had a great year overall, so not too worried. And that's well said, because like that's the thing, right? It's like, like that that sounds very excusey, doesn't it? It's like, oh well, they haven't played in a month, so it's like, okay, like there is something to be said for that, though, right? I mean, he's got a new offensive line. Maybe his clock's a little off, but also, like, okay, yeah, he he did have an off game, and. Yeah, it's just like you're saying, like, he made the right decision of to throw, too. It's not like he's throwing the crazy traffic ever, except for that. The flea flicker uh, did not work tonight, which was very shocking to us state fans. But, yeah, like, that second half flea flicker to Mosley, where he just clearly just got rid of the ball as soon as possible and just threw it further than anyone can possibly catch it, luckily, because Mr. Mosley was mm, double-covered. Uh, I've never seen a two-minute drill include a flea flicker. <laughs> that's a great point. That's, that's a great point. I don't know if you do that at Madden. Shout out John Madden. I don't, yeah, one time, for, yeah, four and a half from really quick. But yeah, it's, it was not good. Not, that was not a good play call. I know. I, I guess the but, thesis. But it was still one. Right, and I guess the thesis of what I'm trying to say is like, I, like I'm not overly worried about Thorne. I know, like, hey, we're all reactionary. I, guilty as charged, like, hand up. Like, I'm very reactionary, but like, I, I think that we could take a step back here and look at his other body of work throughout the season, right? Because he's had games where it doesn't start all too well. The Michigan game, great example. Like, he didn't start well at all. I mean, hell, it was the biggest game of his entire life in front of 75,000 fans against a rival. That plays, spoiler alert, pretty good defense. Um, and, yeah, it got away from him. But, yeah, t- today, month off. Like, I'd also rather have my dude under center play better in the fourth quarter as opposed to the first quarter. Yeah. And Peyton Thorne throughout this season has been exactly that. A hundred percent. He really has. And like, like if, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you're going to bang your head into a wall. But like he, he really, and this, this checks the box of every lazy cliche possible. But I think it's because it's true. 
It's like he does seem like a coach's son, doesn't he? And like he he is a cerebral player. Like he does make smart decisions, and so no, am I? Yeah, hey, hey well, yeah, am I fired up for Caden Hauser to come in here, the four star out of California that's going to be here in the winter? Sure, of course I am. But until then, like I, I'm still I'm still down with Thorne. I I don't think that's anything crazy, but I think that the, the next big storyline that we will hammer. Throughout uh, the next few days, weeks, uh, probably not not months, but it's like, who are the weapons coming back? Does Naylor come back? Does Reed come back? Like that's that's big because we we know that you know Carr comes back. We know that the running backs coming back. Like that's all fun and well, but of course I mean, it's, it's it's no surprise. I'm not dropping news on anyone, but yeah, Reed and Naylor have big decisions to make, and that is gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Really predicate how well Michigan State can do next season, especially if their run game can't be 70% of what Kenneth Walker gave them this year, which that's a, still a high bar. 70% of what K9 did this year, like that's still a lot to ask for. And what we saw tonight, again, against a good run defense and against or with an offensive line that's a little banged up and running backs that haven't gotten a lot of run this year, like not too inspired. Okay, so are we. Hoping that this transfer out of Wisconsin, Jalen Berger, is the truth. I mean, uh, whew, that's a lot of pressure. That, that, that's a lot of pressure. But yeah, right now, I could, as, use, a, I could use a burger right now. Yeah. What, what would you put on it? Uh, mayo. Okay. I don't know why. I, said, I think I said mayo first because I saw the video of the coach getting up with mayo. Yeah, that's inspiring. Not that yeah. much mayo. Sure. Uh, Ketchup, jalapenos, give me pepper jack, sure. and lettuce, tomato. And there's no segue off of that. Uh, like, as we end the season, like, what? It makes your <laughs> ranch for the fries because of jalapenos. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Do I hear another joke? Yeah, go for it, I guess, because I have no idea how to segue off that. So, yeah. Why did the golfer throw away his shoes after the round? I got nothing. Because he had a hole-in-one. Son of a... I should have got that one. I should have got that one. Yeah, I should have got that one. You should have. I should have got that one. Um, all right, well, you know, I was going to talk about, like, best parts of the season, but I we got five episodes to do next week, and with football out of our lives, that makes me sad. And it also means that... Uh, you know what, people behind the curtain? That's content for next week of best parts of the season. We will be back next week. And, yeah, hey, Michigan State basketball plays on Sunday against Northwestern. Do you have any previews for that game whatsoever? Uh, Northwestern are the Wildcats. Yep, okay. Could, anything else? You got anything else? No, I'm trying to think of another joke. I don't have one right now. Uh, my preview is that Michigan State should, should win that game. Like that are one. they going to show a lane in the crowd? Oh, over God, over like again. the NCAA tournament from 2018 or whatever? Like, yeah, that was great. Uh, when I think of Northwestern basketball, I think of Elaine. I think of that crying kid, uh, that's which I, I was not supportive of. Listen, that, that kid was unwell. He needed to – he needed a John L. Smith era of football to grow up in because that taught me how to handle a loss because no matter how good the going is, no matter how many points you're up against Notre Dame, no matter if the wind's going with you, you're still probably going to lose that game. So, yeah. This is a sad ending. 
No, because yeah, Nash. Okay, I guess it is. Uh, hey, no, hold, hold on, hold on. What trivia question? Peach Bowl champions of two thousand twenty-one. Who is it? Uh, we're like really close to the new year, so is it twenty twenty-one right now? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that. Michigan State. That would be the Michigan State Spartans, baby, and. You guys are also the best as well. Happy New Year. Thank you for making this an incredible year for Locked on Spartans, whether it's uh, just me on the episode or, of course, co-host Will Hunter. Or if I've got just a peach fact uh, joke spitting fellow like John next to me right here. Thank you so much for listening to Locked on Spartans. You guys really are the best. Hope you have an awesome New Year. Hope you have celebrated this peach bowl properly. Spartans just win, baby. Let's go. 11-win season. It's just like old times, baby. It's just like old times. And thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. Now go make Locked on Bets your second listen. That's all right. Locked on Bets. Your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets. Most about your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Free and available on all platforms. Happy New Year, guys. You guys are awesome. Love every single one of you. See you back on Monday with the Northwestern Game Recap. Love you all. Go Green. Go Peach Bowl Champions. Let's go. Let's go.